Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Woo! All right. Event Tech Podcast. That's what this is. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm. We got an amazing episode, but I got to introduce my co-host today, Mr. Brant Kruger of IDCOM or ID Communications. Thank you for joining me. You are the very alert Brant Kruger today. I was going to say, where's the adjective? I, I thought for a moment you'd forgotten because that gentleman over there is the breakable Will Curran of Endless Events. <laughs> Don't break my heart, Brant. Don't break my heart. My achy, breaky heart. Achy, breaky heart. Um, well, we got a jam-packed episode. Uh, Brant thinks that we won't last a full episode on this one. I got tons of stuff to talk about today. Um, but we got, Do I need we got, to get the sensor bleep out? Get the sensor bleep on the media board. Um, really excited for today's episode because we want to dive deep into the Event Pros community community platform. So um, at this point, we likely have already announced it and everything like that, but we have switched platforms for our community. And um, I just gave Brant access to the new community platform before everyone else so he can get a little sneak peek and give me his opinions and thoughts. And I haven't talked to him about it. So we're literally going to do this on recording as you're going to hear Brant's feedback and things like that. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, our past platform that we had, why we switched, what does that look like? So if community is part of your event technology strategy or you're thinking about this, you know, you can basically get a download of my brain and everywhere I went for the last like month as I worked on this transition. Yeah. So this is this is definitely something that's been a recurring theme on the podcast. It's it definitely seems to be something that people are interested in, uh, based on feedback from everybody. Um, you know, we had that feedback episode a while back. Got some great comments back from folks then um, about you know where where do we go with this podcast? And most people agreed, like, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. So that that was very you know that was that was great to hear um, because I, I can keep doing this all day long, all whatever, day. whatever, no problem at all. Captain America. So yeah, all day. We, we've definitely been coming back to this idea of community and how can technology help foster community we've talked a bit about community fatigue and you know i would imagine some of the things that we're going to talk about today will impact that like what causes community fatigue what causes you to be like okay this seems like a great group of people but i'm out you know for whatever reason or this looks amazing i'm totally in so yeah we're gonna kind of do it live as we go here and see how it rolls well, definitely, I think this is an example, too, that obviously, like, with the platform switch, like, this has less to do with, like, the events that you plan and the ways that you engage. And, like, a lot of, you'll hear about features that network gaining or we're losing that are going to make it easier for people to engage. So I figure a good place to start with this is kind of, like, where I was and where I'm going to. Is that an okay place to start? We'll go into rant, Will's rant mode for a little bit. So... Um, when I went and set off on this journey to create the Event Profs community, you know, we had a Slack group before that point. We had, you know, community meetups before, but it wasn't Event Profs community. I wanted to build an actual app that people would use that was off social media. And, you know, um, part of my, like, philosophy around this it was that whatever platform you use for your events, you can potentially use as your community platform or 
try to pick a event app that you can use as a community platform. So that was my big philosophy is one app that can do it all. And one app it, to rule them all. And as I talked to event technology providers and platforms, they were all on board with this. They were like, yes, this is the future because they saw recurring revenue. They saw, you know, enterprise level plans. Like they were thinking like, oh, this is like where the future is. But when the rubber met the road over the last like nine months since I launched this, I've noticed that platforms have moved away from the idea of advertising community as one of their big selling features. And that was definitely, I think, something I, I'm not going to name the platform that we were using. I think that'd be disrespectful because they were awesome to work with. They are an amazing event platform. But the conversations I had were about, hey, this should be a community platform. And it seemed like they were like, yeah, we're, you could totally use this for community. But just as we go through it, and I'm going to rant about some specific features that really frustrated me that you don't think about when you're paying thousands of dollars for these softwares that made it hard for community to develop. And, you know, that definitely didn't see that that development towards that. So one important thing to know, I think I learned, and that I think we've talked about in the podcast, is whatever features exist today, you need to be happy with. And if those features that you want never come, you need to be happy with that as well. And I think that was a We've talked about this on the podcast before, but it was a, a thing that needed to be realized of myself again yeah. was, you know, simple things like that were a really big deal. It also works for like uh, uh, boyfriends, girlfriends, significant others. Like be happy with them the way they are today, not who you think they might be. <laughs> True. This is also the, the Event the Tech line. Relationship Podcast. Yes, yes. Um, so that was a big learning for me. So, um, you know, that, that was one reason why I ended up making the switch. And so to, to spoiler alert it a little bit is that we are switching from an event app to use as a community platform to a platform that is designed for communities and only for communities. Because I used to think, oh, well, you know, these community platforms, they suck at doing events, but you know what? The, the event apps I'm realizing kind of suck at doing community. And so, you know, if you're going to do one, focus on what it is. And I'm going to keep returning to, I think, a little bit of my philosophy of integrations and having apps that focus on what they're good at rather than, you know, trying to do a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah, talk about some things that I didn't think about when it came to this. So when I started building this out, first thing that came to mind was how do you manage people coming into the community? A lot of event platforms are designed around like an event. They'll put like, hey, three days. It's very much designed. It looks UI-wise beautiful for that. Well, now you start taking 365 days and putting it on the calendar and the schedule. The UI doesn't become that easy to work with. Um, so that was one important thing for us is that as people start coming in, I wanted to figure out a way to do things like recurring billing, like monthly billing, annual billing, quarterly billing. Tickets are usually just you buy it once and you're done. So I would have had to build out an entire third party like Stripe integration with Zapier and Forms and, you know, or a third party platform to manage the members. Just so much pain in the butt and it literally energy to manage that piece of it. So if you're thinking about using an event app as your community app, keep in mind that if you plan on making that community paid, it's not going to be easy to do that. And that's a little bit teaser into something that we're working on as well um, when it comes to this transition. So that was the first learning was the coming in part was not necessarily pretty. It was it's great for events, not for community members when it came to it and had to do a little bit of like Zapier action and mixed in with that. Another uh, little pain in the butt is that I was talking about the calendar. We started putting events on and they a lot of event apps are like day one, day two, day three. Well, when you do 365 days, you literally have 365 days on the calendar. They have to click through to go through. So it's not as easy as seeing that at a glimpse. Like, what are all the events coming up in the next month? 
it's not necessarily easy in that way as well. Um, so that was one challenging thing. Um, one thing that uh, I was kind of uh, important to know is that as people start posting stuff on the main feed, you got to make sure that main feed ex experience is the best. It could be like world class. So I made a mistake that um, there there is a character limit on the platform that we were utilizing, both in posts and in comments. And I thought to myself, not a big deal. This will get fixed. Again, the wait until you're happy about it in the future rather than in the past um, sort of thing. But I thought to myself, this also one, even if it didn't get fixed, it would be fine. But I realized that it literally prevented members from having really in-depth conversations. If someone wanted to share a really elaborate strategy or tip or trick or something like that, they were literally getting limited on putting on there. And I think it frustrated some people to not even want to come back. So I think that's one thing too, is to think about the things that might be a mild inconvenience can sometimes be enough to just make someone not even want to engage in your platform as well. I want to pause just real quick right there because those both of those things that you just said are things that impact any online platform app or event app where we're looking at issues with how does it handle single events you know a lot of the billing that's out there is based on the like per event billing mm -hmm. or per attendee billing or something along those lines they're really designed around a a single event that takes place with x number of people at x time mm -hmm. and their billing is wrapped around that or if you're lucky maybe it's an annual fee or something along those lines um and but there's still these these mental limitations of this is when your event is mm -hmm. and um and even running into situations where like if an event is supposed to start at one o'clock how do you you know they won't let you open doors at 1245 <laughs> yeah. right like the com computer says event starts at one event starts at one you know yeah. that kind of thing it's very computers are very literal <laughs> um, and so and i've also run into situations where an event platform would shut off an event like well it said it was done at three. Oh yeah so, yeah and so like it just ends you know even though like people were still talking or whatever or you're moving on to another session so i just want to be clear about that like these are things you know yes we're talking about community today but because we're talking about community, whether it's a dedicated community platform or trying to build it within your app, your, your event app, your online platform, something along those lines, these are things you have to know. Like, how is it going to react to, a, you know, a, a, a 365 community versus this is when my event starts and this is when it ends? It was great. I always had to feel like the end date was like a year from the day that I wanted. And like, if I'm trying to think about like, if a, we obviously didn't make it to a full year, but what if I forgot and like the community right. just shut down on that last day? Like, it, obviously I could have like extended it or whatever it was, but yeah. Oh, I've run into that. I mean, you know, my, my, uh, the event tech chat that, that happens is based on Zoom and every quarter I have to go in and add new instances. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause it does the repeating only out like right. three months. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. you can say I want it to go every Friday, but you, you can't, it's not an infinite number of, oh, of Fridays. Man. You have to go in and re-add it. Now, it's quite a few that you can add at any one given time. I try to do it every quarter just so that it's, you know, I'm not adding 200. It doesn't have an email because we used right. to do that for event right. icons. They had a list exactly. of like four years. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so so even even the big dogs like Zoom, you know, still struggle some of this of, of the when you're trying to do something ongoing versus a one-off event or something that happens, you know, every now and then or something along those lines. One thing I think that um, you know was really interesting too about and, and like the reason why I also not naming this platform is I'm pretty sure this can apply to a lot of platforms like 99 percent yeah, of the ones out there. Exactly so this my is point. Yeah. So you know that that's one reason why it's important. But one important thing too for me was we're talking about events and adding events. I you know 
that's the core part of an event app is like managing the schedule and things like that. Sometimes it's so elaborate to add an event that it was so almost made it a pain in the ass to schedule them inside of right. these apps. And so that was one feature that I also didn't recognize too was like a lot of times you're building a, a breakout session, you're building it out and then you're not touching it. But what happens when you do event tech podcast live recording for your community and you want to make it so every single week it's on the schedule at the exact same time, unless there's a repeating element inside the app, you can't do that like the same with the Zoom. But also it wants a description. It wants a header image. It wants to know who the speakers are. It wants to know who the sponsor is. It asks you so many questions. And then if you're deciding how you're going to record, in this case, we were using third-party recording tools because we needed the individual recording streams. Mm-hmm. It became such a pain in the ass to generate an RTM code, connect that, set it up in the other tool, that if I just wanted to spin up a live recording and hang out with the community, it took work. And that's the weirdest thing I think about event apps is that, you know, I think that there's a big need for the ability for you to quickly generate events and get them up and running or to do one-offs. Granted, that's where tools like what we're going to end up missing, things like, for example, lounges and, you know, audio chat rooms like like a clubhouse and things like that. A lot of these platforms have those cool features that allow you to spin up, you know, ad hoc rooms and things like that, which is really, really cool. And we're going to end up missing that by switching to a community platform. But the question becomes, though, too, like, what if you want to add a little bit of formality to that lounge room? There's it's hard between those different tools. So that was one struggle I think that we ran into, too, is that like I honestly just stopped sometimes live recording to the community for this podcast because I just was like, it's just literally going to take me 10 minutes to do this and I have to do this every single week. It's annoying. Like, but whereas what's going to be nice about what we're moving forward. And I guess, well, I could have done this in the event app is we switched to Riverside to record, which is what we're recording on right now. And I like it because it gives it persistently same link every single week that I can just post in the event that's reoccurring every week. That then if you want to come watch the recording, you can click on the link and come on in. I don't have to do any more work and we can just streamline it as well. And I know Brant likes it because it's I get the links done a lot faster too. So, <laughs> okay. So other things that like I think were frustrating about the event app experience side of things. Again, there's tons of really, really great things too. So like I don't want to knock on it. I love the white label event app that we had that was dedicated that when you clicked on it, it took you right into the community. Um, oh, notifications. Holy crap. I thought that I would be fine. Like, oh, yeah, the notifications on an event app, they notify you usually. You can do a push notification. We've had a whole episode where we talked about why I thought push notifications were the best. It can do one-off push notifications, all those things like that. But simple notifications like getting an email, letting you know that there's a lot of new posts in the home feed to check out. Or, um, hey, there's a new partner. Or if you need a... Anything that you need to notify that isn't when someone commented, someone viewed your profile, or there's an event that you RSVP'd coming up, people didn't get notifications. So we had to manually do push notifications for everything, and we couldn't do manual email notifications. So we needed a whole nother email management tool just to do those things. And the feature that I'm really excited about with the new platform is there's no weekly digest that pops up and says, here's what you missed in the last week since you logged in. Here's the new posts, here's the new members, here's the new comments, all those things like that to get you to come back in. And I, I thought that- You was, like it because it doesn't have that? It didn't, I like that the community platform has it, but the event apps don't. And again, okay. it has to do with the fact that you don't need a weekly recap when your event's only a week long, right? right like right, right. maybe a daily re- recap would be kind of cool, but like most people are like, no, I don't want to annoy my attendees. They're like 
spam them with crappy information, whatever it is. Yeah. But that's something I'm really excited for. And honestly, I would say that not having proper notifications to bring you, draw you back into the platform killed our engagement. Like, I'm not even going to say, like, no doubt. Like, people literally sometimes would log in and be like, holy crap, I logged in. I was in it almost every other day, and I log in to this day and I go, I missed four or five posts. I didn't even see that post still to this day. So it's so easy to miss stuff unless you have a very, very manual notification strategy, whereas a lot of these community platforms are on kind of autopilot, which is what I'm really excited for uh, as part of this. So um, trying to think if there's anything else that I want to rant about when well, it comes to I mean, just from a user standpoint, I can tell you some of what I, I mean, same kind of experience where like I was getting notifications that someone viewed my profile. I, who cares? <laughs> you know? Okay, great. You know, uh, you know, and then I would be like, oh, maybe they sent me a message or something. And then I'd go in and there wouldn't be. And then, like you said, there'd be all these posts that I didn't have notifications for. It's like, well, OK, that would have been nice to know um, as opposed to that. So, yeah, I'm with you. There were there was some strangeness as far as what notifications you did and didn't get. Um, I'll throw out uh, one of the things that I wasn't a fan of. Was and this they're again not by no means the only company that was doing this and, and it annoys me on all platforms that do this is where you there is no username and password you sign in oh. with an email <laughs> and then it sends you a magic code like that's fine if that's an option like Slack has that as an option where hey you know if you don't want to log in we'll send you a magic code you just click on the link and you're in um, but though that's slower than for me than using a password manager um with and and so being able to just click on a login and click on my password manager is like two clicks and i'm done and i'm in but if it's we just sent it to your email address okay i gotta flip over to that tab get into my inbox oh wait maybe it went to spam okay no it didn't get to spam oh no it just went into that folder because of some filtering that i've got going on you know and <laughs> it was way longer to oh to log in with a magic code than it was, you know, to just use a username and password. And so um, that I wasn't a huge fan of from a user experience. And like right out of the gate, now I'm already sour. It's yeah. taken me a half an hour to get in. It's like, screw it. I, you know, I was just going to check in um, and I got logged out because my cookies, you know, my cash got erased or whatever. And so now I'm half an hour in seemingly, you know, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, 30 yeah. seconds, but you know, <laughs> it feels it's like, like well, you know, yeah, it feels like a half an hour. And then you get in and it's like no new messages or we know or whatever. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, come on. So, so, it's such a pain. Yeah. Well, here's the point yeah. too, is like as a community, you're thinking like a social network, which is keep them on the platform as long as you can. And yeah. if you're drawing someone back to their email, well, now I see an email I need to answer. Now I'm distracted exactly. by that. So right, there's right, really right. like a, 60% chance that I lost people before they even had a chance to log in. And sure. that's even if, like, let's imagine you're coming in the first time and you don't understand this magic code experience. You're right. getting logged in. You're like, well, where do I go? Where do I get this from? And let me give you an example of single point of failure. We talked about in Vent Tech Podcast a lot. You don't want single point failure. So in the middle of transitioning over this, um, the system, they use an email system to white label all their emails. I had to shut that down in order to make it so I can start setting it up on the new platform. Well, when I did that, I had a user just email and said, I usually get the magic code. I'm not getting any emails. Talk about a single point here. If that email system goes down, users literally cannot get into their accounts. And so I think that's one reason why I think about like that password piece really needs to be there too. And they can really be granted. Uh, email systems are all sound. It didn't ever happen until I did shut it down. But I will tell you, I got a couple emails where people were like, 
I'm having trouble getting my account. I don't see this code. What I did, and I have to get they they have a backup option, which is I have a code I can give them. But the problem right. is that code is not unique. So in theory, if someone's spoofing um, or something, they can just yeah. plug that code in. It's like a pa master password for everybody. And that and that again, that's okay for a three day event, but. People yeah. are starting it to have private people conversations in these communities. Too. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be sensitive data inside of here. Like that, that all worries me. Yeah, I you know, hi, I am trying to attend your event. Please send me the magic code. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> That's no, there's nothing wrong with that. That'll be, I'm sure it'll work out great. But yeah, you're you know getting anytime anytime you're bringing something, you're changing state, right? Anytime you're changing state from one thing to another. I mean, how many times have you gone to Google something? And by the time you you know open up your laptop or your phone or whatever, yeah. and then you see an email, and then you know something else, or then you get distracted, and you're like, wait, what was I? What was I going to search? Yeah, like, that totally. happens to me all the time. So so yeah, anytime you yeah you lose you, you leave that website to go into your email, you know, and all of a sudden you see oh. You know, there's a there's an email from my boss I got to go deal with. You know, it's it's like you're, you're all you're gone. You're gone. Absolutely. All right. I think we beat that one to death. So. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, yeah, I think that's my main gripes, like things that are on there. But like there was a lot of really great things. The, the ability for me to skin the whole experience and brand it was right. like people walked in and were like, wow, this looks really nice. Yeah, the, that's great. You know, like the booth experience for setting up sponsors fantastic like i'm actually going to miss that having the ability to have like specific information they put in you know click here to chat with us here's the members that are part of it that's going to get lost a lot in the community stuff because you know you kind of need that on events there's some really cool stuff that as virtual event platforms have moved forward that they've solved issues that communities also need to see as well and i hope that community platforms look at what virtual event platforms are doing and draw from them in a lot of ways in the same way that i'm hoping that event platforms do the same kind of drawing over but in the meantime um though you know i can definitely gush for days about amazing things that happen but we're still making the switch to do mm -hmm, all this mm -hmm. stuff and yeah. so um i think anyone who listens to this podcast is pretty tech savvy so if you look at the community you're going to figure out which one we're using i will share what we're using on this podcast is that we're switching to a platform called circle and i had been aware of circle for like over a year even before i wanted a community pat flynn had been using it for his community i think he was an early investor my friend sean apparently is an investor in it and i've liked what they've done it's really clean um and we'll talk i'm just going to open it up to Brant and have his first impressions on it. But I really liked a lot of what they were doing, but I had that strong belief that I was like, but I need to stick to my belief that event apps can become community apps. And, but as I started looking in a circle, there were so many features that made it a lot easier. So I'll go into the features and then I think then we'll kick it over to Brant's initial impressions, but things that like absolutely are game changing for us that are like, reason why we switched over and circle isn't a sponsor of uh of the community so i literally am paying money that's how much i wanted this to come in here don't, don't i did try to get them to sponsor it but they were like no you're just <laughs> another community to us um but they were so amazingly cool so first thing is weekly digest it says all the posts you've missed popular posts here's the new members i can include stats a lot of really cool stuff um an incredible Zapier integration. Every single thing inside the platform is triggerable. I can create new posts in the platform based on Zapier triggers. I uh, can DM members with Zapier integrations, which makes it now so I have an automated message that gets sent to new people when they join from me that is generated by JetGPT3 <laughs> and sends it to them so they get an interaction. I can do things like tag people and organize them. The Zapier integration is just mind-blowing. I have so much cool automation stuff happening because of the Zapier integration. 
incredible. Then because of that, it integrates with HubSpot like incredibly well. So I can do things like move people in and out of lists. The honestly, the Zapier integration is like incredibly awesome. Um, I wish it was native. Uh, as you guys know, I don't like the Zapier point of failure. What other stuff is really good? There's paywall features. So that was one big reason why we want to switch over this too, is we actually are switching to a paid model now with the community. So we got to make this sustainable. It's got to be able to run on itself. So it's got to make money to cover costs of people and the software itself. Like I said, I'm paying for it. And the paywall features are incredible. They integrate with Stripe. I can do things like set up monthly, quarterly, weekly, daily. I can set up trials so you get access for 30 days and then it charges you. I can do things like, I got so much powerful stuff around the paywalls that I can do discount codes. I can do part like your first month is free, but then it's fully paid after that. It's really, really incredible what you can do. Um, I can set up moderator levels. So moderators can like add and delete posts within areas, but then you can be an admin where you get access to everything. So there's different like user permissions that can, people can help manage the community. But and I'm sure Brent will talk a little bit about the UI on it, but the thing that makes it most incredible is that the feed features and the way that content gets organized is just so much better. I thought to myself, my community is not going to be so big that one feed is going to be too much. Like, I actually think that would be great if we have so many posts, people can't organize them. But honestly, I think it got to the point where people were not engaging because there was only one feed to post everything in. So what's really great about Circle is you can set up dedicated spaces that people can have conversations like, Here's a space for looking for vendors. Here's a space for looking for contractors. Here's a space to, for CEOs to meet. Here's a space for new event professionals to meet. Here's a, an event tech area. You know, you can you can break down these granular areas so then people can bring down their experience into a more intimate experience, which sometimes can feel overwhelming when you're in a big community with, you know, 900 members is how big we got for event profs community. So... I think that's probably like the initial stuff that I'm really excited about and I've been talking way too much. So I want to give Brant a chance to kind of like have his initial impression. So Brant, I think you got access right. to it. Like... It's given me a chance to start to <laughs> fill out my profile and stuff like that. <laughs> Set it all I'm gonna, up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a negative. I'm going to start right. out with a little negative. All right. All right. Let's, no, let's so, so, all right. Well, all right. First positive. Positive. I can do uh, uh, a username and password. <laughs> so, so, so that's 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 a positive. Um, so, but I'm, now I'm going in and I'm filling out my profile, and you know, and I like you know, I like that it doesn't make you put everything in all at once. Like that's always kind of annoying to me. Like I kind of yeah. sometimes I just want to get up and running, right? That's put my something name, I like. My photo I, in, get up and running. I like that about the event platform was that I could ask questions at registration, ask questions at profile setup, and then have more fields available later. Circle also allows that as well. That's so smart to make it so like you said i can make it where you just only need to give your name and your photo at the beginning or whatever it is and um, we haven't set up a lot more customizable features but we are customized profile fields yet we that's on our to-do list for this week but there'll be more questions similar to how our event app set up so you can say things like what your designations are what um you know type of person are you a planner a vendor all those things like that we're going to add those so you can filter the whole member list by that um it just we're uh that's uh to-do list for the weekend <laughs> All right, so here's my negative though, all right? I like it. And this is this is like every and this is one of those things that like every single one of these speed bumps is like it's just it's they they're cumulative, right? So you hit a little bump and then okay, I'll get by it and it's not a big deal. But then you hit another bump and that kind of thing. So so all these little things are always important when it comes to onboarding. So I'm typing in my bio and nice. I typically type, you know, a nice full paragraph of my bio. And as soon as you move on to the next thing is when you get the Bio is too long, maximum of 255 oh, yeah. characters, right? Yeah. There's no countdown like on, on you know, yeah. like some of this Twitter or social media like that. Like you, you need that kind of countdown or you need something 
in the title that says bio max 255 characters. Oh yeah. Cause I, last thing you want is to spend, you know, 20 minutes perfectly crafting your bio and then it says it's too long. So like, chop okay, off now the I lessons. Chop off yeah, the so lessons. I got to copy chop. and paste it into a into a word, you know, uh, like pages or something like that. See, I'm, oh, that's like double the number of characters. Okay, crap. So I got to totally. make it about half as long. So already I'm like three things too deep. It's like you know, I just want it to be. You know, it's you funny know, as I had that exact experience. I exact copy paste my standard bio, yeah. and then literally yeah. it was like it was too long. And then ah, I've totally even forgot about that because like yeah. that that's so annoying for it to not have the countdown. And especially what's nice when you have the character countdown, you can just start hitting backspace. Sometimes you're three right, characters right. away, you can be like, oh, I'll just remove a comma here and a comma here and a comma here, and I got in the count. Boom. Yeah, but, this is not new rocket science coding. This is stuff we see in social media platforms all the time, where it'll even like start to highlight, yes. you know, oh, you're you know you're over this many characters. So then I went and chopped it in half, you know, uh, you know, because it was about double. All right, well now it's three hundred and one characters, so I got to get it down even further. It's like okay, so you know, th- and now I'm already like I'll deal with it later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so at the, you know, and, and then maybe you do, and maybe you don't, and that's that's what I mean about sometimes these little hiccups uh, start to add up. It's like, well, will I? <laughs> you know, will I? Come? I'm sure I will, just because it's you know, it's 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 the event props community. So what's great is that. that it does let me edit the name of the field and the placeholder and the description. There you go. So what's the pro- what's the character limit? Uh, well, let me try doing it again. Okay. Whatever the character limit is, I'm going to add a note. Oh, and it doesn't d- do it till you hit save, right? So oh, yeah. I, you know, you move on to the rest of your bio. Uh, 255 characters. Okay. So I'm going to write in here character which I get it. You don't limit. want people putting in a paragraph, you know, or which by the way, the bio that I dropped in, I changed one sentence from what was auto-generated by ChatGPT. <laughs> Amazing! I, honestly, so I told you, I asked ChatGPT to write a, a bio for me, and it was pretty darn accurate. It's so good! It's so good. I, I just quick side update by the way for yeah. anyone who watched the episode. Like I barely knew anything about ChatGPT three and all the AI stuff when we first started. Since then, like Brand got me into Mid Journey. I've been hardcore in ChatGPT three using integrations <laughs> even with the community, and then now I'm even thinking about since ChatGPT. GTP is going to switch to paid is like paying for a service that lets me do this. That's how awesome right. I think this is. So yeah, yeah. Quick update. I'm I will have to do an update on that that right. that, that stuff for sure. <laughs> so big picture, that's a minor thing, you know. But again, all these little speed bumps tend to add up. Now here's what I do like. Here's what I like. So back to the likes, um, and this is probably more you than the than the software itself yeah yeah because i like all the sections the sections are all call to actions right so it's ask the community share a win share a resource share a venue so like you you've already got my mind going to what would that be you know, as opposed to like up starting from a blank page of like, what, what, I don't know. It's a new community. I don't know what I want to post about. You've already primed the pump a little bit of like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, I, I do have a question or, oh yeah, I did just have a win or a too cool new piece of software that I use. So I like that you've got the sections kind of divvied out that way. And I, well, and to their credit, that's something you can do, right? You know, yeah. you know it's, it's, that's part of the software is the ability to do that. And you've also then got like, you know, so there's an engage section that has all of those. You've got kind of a home feed for just the general stuff, so that's great. You've got direct, you know, direct messages, all the basics that you would expect to find in these kinds of things. It feels it feels kind of Discord like, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
with uh, the way that it's organized. Like kind of the, stuff the left side has each Slack, section, yeah, basically, exactly. yeah, kind of like Slack. Slack yeah. or Discord. If you're used to using either of those platforms, you'd be fine on here. Um, and then, you know, then there's, you know, a separate section that's like more community. It's start here, say hello, here's announcements, events, upcoming events, all of those kinds of things, each with, you know, cute little icons next to them and all that kind of stuff. Um, understanding there's not, you know, not a ton of people on here yet because I've got pre-access. Because I'm one of, the, one of the special few, you know, that have pre-access. Um, so there's obviously there's not a ton of people on here yet. But, um, and then we'll see, we've got a whole link section kind of mm. down here. So there's an iOS app, an Android app, refer friends, get money. Mm, I like money. <laughs> um uh, uh, event props merch is that something that's going to be coming? <laughs> that's the oh, thing that's now. Thing. Oh, that's already a thing. Okay, all right, great. Yeah, um, I, I, I I've been meaning for years to make mugs that just say "This meeting sucks" on one side <laughs> and "This meeting is awesome" on the other side, so you can just turn it. Depending, I'll, I'll, on, depending I'm gonna make on that the, product and I'll give you 100 percent right, of the profit. Depending on which, awesome. which hand you, yeah, depending on which hand you use to drink or whatever, it'll it'll change. <laughs> change whether whether or not the meeting sucks or, or, it's, or it's awesome um so yeah yeah i mean so first glances first impressions it's simple it's easy to navigate um you know a couple of speed bumps here and there but you know no no major you know it's got all the you can do animated gifts you can mm-hmm. do you know each person can set up their little profile pictures and uh, their headers, kind of like Twitter. Um, all that nice stuff that I think, again, I think you should expect to see. And on the home feed, it's kind of, you know, a little bit of everything. It's, uh, you know, the upcoming events, the trending posts, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'll show you a couple of, like, really cool things to kind of talk, get your Bring reaction it on. on. So yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about event apps. So that one of the things is, like, they have some built-in live streaming group call functionalities built into this. Compared to event apps, they're nothing good. Like, again, community apps, good at community, bad at events. Um, But (laughs) check out the event calendar. So important thing that look at that's really nice about this is I can quickly set up recurring events that happen, Mm. which is really, really nice. And one thing, and this I've been telling event apps to do this for years, is that when you RSVP, it sends you a calendar invite. So it puts it on your calendar immediately, and then it also sends you a reminder 20 minutes before and an hour before and all those things like that that we're kind of used to. But it makes it really, really easy to spin up a recurring event very, very, very quickly. So you can even see the Ventech podcast recording yeah. on there It doesn't as well. look like you can watch it yet, though, right? Yeah. That- um, yeah. So it's uh, if you click on it, once, once you RSVP, it shows the location of, of, the, of oh, the event. Oh, so I um, must up. Yeah, yeah. So which is really, really cool. Um, <laughs> and what's nice about the the live streaming element is that it's really basic. It's very simple, so it doesn't take a lot of time. You can actually, I think, just hit go live and go live to your entire community, almost kind of like you can on LinkedIn as an admin. I can't as a user. I don't think they have user abilities to go live within their own communities, but you can assign events to specific people and let them just run it themselves. That's another feature that I really was frustrating with event apps is that they Plan that you as the event manager are probably going to run all the events that are happening inside of it. But as community, sometimes the community members are the ones that want to host a roundtable. And again, if you do the, ta- the, the, the lounges and things like that, you can do that and put it on the schedule for them. But a lot of times people want that full live stream experience where they can you know switch and bring on and like all those things. Like that. that has to require someone from the admin team to be there. This doesn't, which is really, really nice. That's um, fascinating. Yeah, I, I clicked into it just because I was curious. And, and this is probably more a Riverside FM thing, but there's almost no lag. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like less than half a second of lag. 
um, to the point where I'm still listening to you in the other tab and it's muted on the, oh, wow. on the, on the preview tab. And it's not that bad. Like, That's it's amazing. not like, Whoa, I can't, can tell what's going on anymore. Like, and, uh, so I was, I was actually quite, quite pleasantly surprised. So I mean, he, yeah, I'm if huge you guys watch us live, guys, for sure. <laughs> yeah. If you watch us live, uh, it will be live. <laughs> it, will, it, will, it won't be. Won't be it won't be delay. thirty seconds, forty seconds, a minute and a half later. It's uh, quite quite live. So I'm gonna show you two other cool sections to kind of set. This is what's different than event app. So take a look at the partners section. So when you look at the partners section, compared to most post sections, they show like you can show like as a normal feed, but these they show as cards, which is really neat. And I get for a lot of people right now, you're like, what the hell are you even talking about in this audio podcast? But let me try to describe it. Basically, like. I mean, it's basically a post, but with no likes, comments, features. It just shows an icon that you can click on to go inside. So instead of us having the booth areas, we basically create individual posts for every single sponsor that's on here. One it's thing like a gallery, do, a gallery of, of yeah, there you sponsors. go, a gallery yeah. of sponsors essentially. One thing that's really nice is at the bottom of each post, you can also embed HTML. So imagine embedding a Calendly link that the the sponsor wants, mm. or their yeah. own HubSpot form, so they can get cookied and everything like that. That was something that was missing from Click a lot of- Click here to set up a Zoom appointment with us. Yeah. Like if some app, apps could do that, but like this is, makes it really, really easily to do that sort of thing. But it's missing a lot of like kind of the things that make a lot of virtual event booths look sexy. You know, this is very plain. It's logo at the top, some text. You can embed I images. Like plain, to be you know. perfectly honest, I like uh, plain. Yeah. It's, it's so much, you know, rather than, you know, 3D virtualized version of a booth, honestly, this is what I want. Oh. It's just- Click here. It's good to know. That's really good to know. Show me a logo and click here. Another example of how you can do this is that we have the resources section, which like what's cool about this is that it allows you to now start building a wiki inside of mm. your own community. Yeah. This was something that was also a challenge with us in the event apps is that they're not really designed to host content other than maybe video recordings of here. So we had to use notion pages that we built separately and then use a actual app we paid for called embed notion, which let us embed like iframes of notion pages to do this this is all built inside of it so you can start to build a resource center and knowledge base inside your community and that's where i think like the real long-term value starts to become is what happens when people start giving tutorials and ideas and things like that and you want them to live more than just in the feed or in a schedule somewhere like this allows it to become an asset that people pay for and get excited for. So um, that's one thing I'm really, really excited about, too, is this, the ability to show content in different ways within the community as well and pin stuff to the top and a lot of good stuff that way, too. So, so yeah, I mean, that's I mean, basically kind of it as a whole. I guess there's some surprises we should leave for some people if they want to yeah. join, <laughs> you know, and all those things like that. But, yeah, Brant, any, like, fleeting thoughts or any last-minute things that you like a lot about it? Or dislike? No, I mean obviously I'm I'm just fresh into it, so it's hard to uh, to do too much. But you know, at it's at a glance. I think that's important, by the way, is how to, how do you feel at a glance? Um, you know, is going to be is going to be an important thing. So at a glance, it's clean, it's easy to navigate. Um, those are things that I'm always huge about. Uh, and again, I like the idea that it's calls to action, just simple calls to action. Of, of various things that, that can spark ideas, can spark posts of like share a venue. Oh, yeah, I did just work at this amazing venue. They deserve a little something, something and make it go from there. Totally. 
I'll add one last thing to like in terms of like the spaces that you can kind of create. Um, and this is where like I think event apps can start to learn from, but they kind of do this a little way is the ability to have different levels of membership that have different accesses. So what's cool is right now every branch joined and he has access to everything. But in the future, let's say, for example, I want to make it where there's a VIP level that you can pay extra for and you get access to five other categories that no one else even sees access to and can't see the posts, can't see the secret. You can do things like, for example, we've had discussions about like, maybe we should make it once we start getting enough CEOs in here, make a dedicated CEO form that only CEOs can talk to each other. You know, like there's an ability here for you to start gating different parts of it to make the experience there. You can even do a gated event calendars too. So for example, if VIPs get a different event calendar than the normal attendees. You can do, and this is where it starts to become powerful, I think too, for those who are worried about should I charge or not charge is you can also do things like make it where you join the community for free, you get access to these things, and then when you pay, you get access to more things as well. So I think there's a lot of possibilities. We're going for the, the route of you pay and you get access to everything all at once so far, but I can see us for sure in the future doing things like, you know, doing things, and we talked about it a little bit, I was like, invite, set, Early on in the conversation, I think it's okay to share this, is that we're, you guys were looking for a community for event tech chat, and I was like, we'd love to do it here. And I think it didn't really make sense in the last platform, but here's what's cool about this is that I can make an event tech chat inside of this community and make it where only your members have access to it. So where I think this is really, really cool is like I've always envisioned us as being like the mega online community that encompasses every single part of the industry and every association. It's imagine like PCMA had their own like – section inside of here. MPI had their own section inside of here. And it becomes one single place that everyone goes rather than having multiple different places to go as well. So just all crazy ideas that I wanted to share out there as well. But um, yeah, it has, it checks all my boxes in terms of white label apps compatibility. The app notifications are just amazing. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I don't have to keep logging back in to see what's going on. Um, and yeah, I really, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Obviously that's why I switched to it, but I'm glad that you really like it too. And you find it like at a glance, very, very easy. And this is like, honestly yeah. guys, like this is the feedback I haven't really had a chance to just plop us in front of them and watch the reaction as they see it. So it's been really cool to see Brant kind of wheels turn as he's looking at it as well. So you got it. All right. Well, should I wrap this one up? Cause I'm sure everyone's like, yeah. I hate that. Get, they're still talking about Get in about there, this. get in there, get in the community as soon as it's available. And then we'll all see you there. Yeah, so I'll do a call to action, self, self, same as self-plug, is that if you want to join eventprofscommunity.com, come check it out, see what it's about. We do a 90-day money-back guarantee, so if you're not happy after being a member for 90 days, like you just literally cancel and get your money back. So come hang out with us. Love for you to see. I loved your feedback as well. I know a lot of you guys who listen to this podcast are already community members, so we're excited for you guys to see this if you aren't already in already. Um, and I hope that you guys liked a little bit of the behind the scenes in terms of my thought process around switching and platforms and all that nerdy stuff. All right. I think we should get out of here. And this time I will make sure that I keep recording because I've been getting rid of Brant's amazing post Easter egg secrets. So Brant, <laughs> thanks so much for the feedback. I appreciate you as always for being my host on this podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on the event tech podcast. Thanks again for listening to the event tech podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.